0: Welcome back to the new season of Crushing. This is episode two. I'm here with Sophia Bacino today. She's a fellow UCLA student. We're both fourth years. Um, And Sophia is an up-and-coming singer-songwriter. So... Sophia, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself to keep things off? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm a fourth year ethnomusicology major, uh, music industry minor, um, and student artist. I'm just trying <laughs> right now just like get my foot in the door. Um, I've been writing songs since I was eight years old. It's like, breathing to me at this point. And I've come through many different, like, paths of my academic career where I'm considering, oh, okay, something else, maybe not music, maybe not songwriting, maybe I'll do something on the industry side, maybe I'll, I'm not even interested in music anymore. But it's come to the point where, like, I know wholeheartedly this is what I'm meant to do. So right now, I'm just at the beginning of this journey. I feel like I'm just, like,
0: putting my foot in the door. And yeah, that's who I am. Okay. Well, cheers to doing what you know you're meant to do. Um, I love that. Good for you. Hard to (laughs) get there. We're going to get into that later. Um, But first, I just want to know like a little bit about like you as a kid. So where'd you grow up? Where's home? A home for me
1: is San Diego, California. I was so lucky enough to grow up with a really big backyard, um, a beautiful music room with big windows where my piano sits in the corner, um, two supportive, loving parents, my little brother, Dominic. Um, My grandfather on my mom's side, Papa Don is what we called him, he was a musician and, like, was touring when my mom was 13 or so. Um, He had a band. He was on TV. Like, he had the whole thing. But then he, like... He had so many different careers throughout his life. He became a principal of a school and then a mayor of a small town and, like, did all of these things. He He was a farmer. He wrote poetry. He did essays. Like, he was just, like, the most cool person ever. Anyways, I grew up with Papa Don playing on the piano, and he had this, like, thunderous voice, just the most beautiful voice, and he would sing Leonard Cohen songs in the living room. And I just remember just so being, like, enveloped in, like, wow. I want to be a part of this. It felt like he was really bringing something special um, to the room wherever he was sitting down at the piano. And I think that's what really got me into it. I don't know, though. I remember, like, the day I asked him, I was like, will you show me how to play something? And I had, like, a toy keyboard. Like, it was so fake. It was like a just like a mini piano and he like taught me how to play twinkle little star and um that was it i think that was like just the beginning um and yeah so that was i am
0: honestly i'm picturing like if you have a music documentary one day i'm picturing this is the opening scene for and sure. they do like a little reenactment there, like that's yes, they, what a what a great <laughs> what a great opener. Seriously,
1: uh, like it, it's it, he. I was so lucky for like him to be my first teacher, and then I had my parents. You know, I think they waited until I was like seven because they mm-hmm. were like, oh, if you get her. On an instrument too early, she's going to lose interest. I I guess that's some, like, psychological thing with kids. Like, don't start them on things like, I don't know. I know nothing about this subject. I can't really speak on it. But um, I—they held me off until, like, I was seven and then got a piano and then, like, hired a teacher. And this guy's name was Robert, and he wasn't really—he was trying to teach me how to read music and classical, and it was very structured. Mm -hmm. And I just remember liking it, but not, like, being like, this is what I'm meant to do. So you started on piano? So I started on piano okay. with this guy Robert and then mm-hmm. something happened where he he couldn't teach me for a summer he had to like go back home or something okay. and my nanny at the time her little sister was taking guitar lessons from this woman named Jamie Shadowlight who is the most magical woman and still is in my life today um she walked into my life and I was like 7 or 8 and was basically just like what do you want to play and I was like what like I didn't know that you could choose what you wanted to do. And so I kind of was like, oh, damn, this is like freedom. You know, I I didn't ever register like music with freedom. And so I was like, oh, I want to play Taylor Swift. So she bought me like a music book and just really brought this whole new element of like creativity. It was like, you can do whatever you want with this. Right.
0: I think, like, I, so I had a similar experience. So I, like, started playing guitar when I was five years old. Nice. And um, I never, like, really pursued it extensively past high school. Just, this is, like, more of a hobby for me. Right. Um, But I, like, would, like, play the classical music, the classical guitar books Mm -hmm. with the teacher. And I was, like, I can't do this. Like, I just want to sing the songs I like to sing and, like play the music exactly. I like to play it's just like I don't it felt so rigid absolutely
1: know. and and like I think when you're teaching a kid like a child wants to express themselves and especially with like a child who is interested in music it's really important I think to nurture that like expression and mm-hmm. freedom and creativity mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I taught I've taught multiple ch- like kids before and I taught like group classes and that was re- that was like my first experience I was a senior in high school and I made it almost structured and then they weren't liking it and I wasn't liking it and I was like okay of it. So then, uh, when I started teaching one-on-one, it was such a learning experience for me to be on the other end because I really wanted to guide them through this beautiful experience, and I think I did it. I, I, I wanted to, you know, walk the line and that balance of like you're having fun, but this is also a lesson, and I'm also employed to teach you. So I'm like trying. <laughs> it was like really um, a lesson to yeah. That's to, a really that's
0: that. a really good point. Like when it comes to you know pursuing creative things, it's like you like there's a level of it which is like you just want to like explore and be free but there's also there also has to be a discipline right like if you right. are someone like you who wants to pursue it as a career who's studying it at school yeah. um so that actually brings me to my next question which is why UCLA like did UCLA come off as a place where, like, you would be able to do that sort of thing?
1: So, great question. I mean, I'm just going to come clean. Like, it wasn't really my number one choice. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, but let me just say, like, I am so beyond thankful for this school. And I'm, like, th- like, thank God that I am here right now. Um. But when I was a senior, I was really confused, like, NYU had this, like, songwriting entrepreneurship program. And I was like, wait, but I don't want to move to across the country. Like, I grew up in San Diego. Like, that's so different. So I was walking that. Like, USC, I had an audition there. Um, that was really—it felt almost like a rigid—I mean, I don't know. I I know people who in the music program at USC and love it and are doing amazing things. So that could have been definitely, like, a path for me. But somehow in the stars, like, it, it just ended up that I— got into UCLA, and, like, it didn't really work out for the other schools, which I think was, like, total destiny. Um, And I just I, I remember actually touring the campuses USC and UCLA in the same day and this is at the time where I would like had gotten audition and like could maybe was potentially like gonna be accepted there and I was kind of like okay I'm just gonna catch a vibe and as a cliche as it sounds like walking through UCLA I not only felt like wow what a beautiful campus what beautiful trees air like gorgeous buildings and that was very appealing to me but also the community at UCLA is so Just diverse, I think, and I in interests and in people and stories. And I just felt like I wouldn't be enclosed in like an art major or like music major if I didn't want to be. I could go out and meet and join clubs and like meet whoever I wanted because UCLA like really provided this big community. Also, like it had, you know, like football
0: games and I could do, you know, the classic college things. So that was kind of right. And also, I I mean, like everyone here does dope shit. Like yeah. all my friends do something cool, and I like. I feel like it's really, it's really inspiring to be surrounded by people who I feel like are constantly pushing me to like accelerate creatively. Like I, I just love that.
1: and I like that it's it, it crosses mediums. Like it, mm-hmm. my friends who are art art majors, like I they inspire me so much. My dance major friends, like I was with her today. Like one of my best friends, she's dance major. Like we're talking about doing a showcase with like dance and art, and I just like that. I think maybe if I'd gone to a conservatory or somewhere else that would, I would have just been so enclosed, yes, within the creativity within music. But I think UCLA just does such an amazing job of providing this like world of different art mediums and different people and communities. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So was there ever a point where you as a kid, or I don't know, like, as a young teenager, where you kind of felt like, I don't know if music's my thing? Like, I might be more into this. Literally, Walk me through some moments of, (laughs) any moments of doubt or like you just knew like this is my calling. Like I was put on this earth to do this and I'm going to do it.
1: You know, it was mostly that before like, I think probably like, Honestly, first and second year of college were my first moments of big doubt. Like, Because in, mm-hmm. in growing mm-hmm. up in music, I felt so spiritually connected to music. And the way that I would write songs, I'd get so excited and have this, like, beautiful feeling, like, rush through me every time I th- I thought of a new song or a hook or an idea. Like, it was just this, like, moment of, like, pure inspiration and just, like— Creativity, you know, just like coming through you. And I I love, um, I think Elizabeth Gilbert, she talks about ideas like passing through you. And like, I felt like my practice of music was a lot of that, especially when I was young. And I don't think I was, I wasn't second guessing myself a lot. You know, when you're younger, you kind of just go, you go for it and you're just flowing. And I was just writing songs about who knows what, and they're not very good, but I'd still get so excited about it. And I felt such a strong spiritual connection to it. And so I was like, God, this is this has got to be it. I mean, I'm not very good at math, so I hopefully this is like my, you know, my route. Um, and then I kind of ran with that. Uh, moments of doubt, honestly, like there have been many, and they still come sometimes. Uh, you know, I think everyone everyone experiences moments of doubt. But, like, right now I am in a place where it's, like, I feel strong about this, like, foundation under me. I can walk through it, and I I got this. But, like, I, in the last few years, have had moments where, I want to do film. Like, I want to, you know, be a – screen maybe write screenplays. And um, I want to – maybe I, like, really like editing, like, video editing. That was a big thing as well that I thought maybe I could pursue that. I was really into music documentary and, like, making music documentary. But then I kind of just realized, like, I can do – everything like if I really you know I can do all of it like that there's no there's no like limit so I think it's just come to the point where I think I was just like anxious and you know growing up college is about that college is about like taking second guesses and being like wait is this for real and then you just you you find out that you're like okay this is it or it is and mm-hmm. and that was I remember like a distinct moment I was like in I studied abroad um all on my own I say all my own, like, I didn't go with any of my friends. I lived with two Italian boys who were actually musicology majors over in Bologna, University of Bologna. Um, And I was, like, speaking a new language and and just such a new place. I'd also just gone through kind of, like, a breakup. So I was just very uncomfortable in general. And I also was like, let me just explore myself without the music. So I wouldn't, like, bring it up to anyone I met or anything. Mm. It was just kind of, like... hey, it's me. And I didn't get involved with any open mics and I didn't do as much as I really wanted to because I was like, no, I'm just going to like put it, you know, on the side for now and just explore other aspects of myself. And I remember like journaling on a park bench and just being like, what would I do if I knew like I couldn't, you know, like no one could stop me. And And the first thing wasn't music. Like I was just like, I was trying to like be like, what can I monetize? Like, what skills do I have that I could monetize that I could, like, afford to live in California? I feel like I was just in a weird spot in my head where I was, it was really all about money and, like, creating a financial foundation for myself um, versus, like, my actual passion. And I remember, like, telling my parents, like, you guys, I think I'm going to take a step back. And they, like, sat me down. We were, like, at dinner. And they were like, Sophia, we're not saying this because we're your parents. Like, yeah, we're your parents. Like, we have to be proud of you and we love you. Like, but they said they were like, you just... We know you're supposed to do this. You're meant to do this. Like, we got you. Try as hard as you can. Like, give it your best shot. And so that was kind of like, all right, cut the green light. I'm going to do it. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing now. Uh, I think that that moment will always really stick with me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's so inspiring. Like, I... I mean, I feel similarly, like, I, I like, love doing this podcast, and I also mm-hmm. love writing. Like, I'm a writer of a blog. Cool. I'm into it. I And I feel like it's a good, it's a good little multimedia thing. Like, you know, oh I don't have to just pick one. Um, but I, you know what? You've been talking a lot about your music, but I want everyone to hear some of it before we continue the convo. Um, let's start with My Old Self Could Love You. Okay. <laughs>
2: My old self could love you She'd pull you in tight Swallow you down Like a bottle of wine And speaking of wine I know she'd clean you up On nights you got to hide She'd do it for you Cause you were her guy, my old self could love you. She'd give it her all She'd listen all night to things that you like to just hear you talk. Pretend that you're mine Pretend that you're mine.
0: Mine. Sick. So you just heard My Old Self Could Love You by Sophia Pacino. She's sitting down right here with us. Um, As you guys know, this show, it's called Crushing. It's about crushes as a lens for self-discovery. And your song seems to be about unrequited love (laughs) of some kind. So, can you explain, like, the moment of growth which this song touches on, like, the message behind the song? For sure. I mean, this song, it's so funny because it's like, I feel like
1: the idea of the show, I mean, this song kind of encapsulates that. It's like using this, you know, of love, or you know, something, a crush, I guess, as a lens for self-discovery because, boy, was it a lens for self-discovery. I always say, like, Every romantic partner or you know, strong friendship, everything is like a stepping stone to finding yourself, I think. And I think it's really important to be with a partner who you consider to be a mirror because you also you you know, I mean you're not exactly alike, but you call them on each other in ways that you're spending so much time with them, you you grow with them. Um, but I remember being just looking at this situation with someone and thinking i do not want him to be my mirror anymore you know i feel like basically i guess i'll just tell you the whole story i like yeah give (laughs) it to us give it to us yeah um so i the you know closest thing i've gotten to falling in love was in the summer of um second year going into third year at this person We had an amazing summer together. It was a couple months. Um, And then at the end of it, I was going abroad. I was going to live in Italy. And so it was kind of like an inevitable see you later. Um, But I didn't really want to be in contact or anything. And um, I don't think they wanted to either. So it was kind of, you know, we were just like farewell, basically, at the end of it. Um, And... It was, uh, it was such an amazing relationship, let me just say. Like, I learned so much about myself and, like, who I am in a relationship. And I learned also what I want. And I learned so many things that I don't want as well. But that definitely, like, took some reflection because, like, being all on my own like, in Italy, I remember just, like, being like, oh, my God, I'm grieving. I'm missing this person so much. And I really was just like, Sophia, come on on, get a grip, like, I really think that, like, you are, I don't know, I I just remember journaling to myself, and just being like, you know what, Sophia, like, you are bigger than what this person can provide right now, and um, I, you know, as much as I wanted to maybe rekindle it, when I got back from my uh, adventures, I had, I basically wrote this song to talk myself out of it, because I was like, you know, I think I'll... I think all I was really wanting was that being desired and being, you know, having this beautiful connection between us. But I knew at that point, like, I was—I've outgrown this—I've outgrown them. And I shouldn't—I would be doing myself a disservice if I, like, basically went back. But, like, there's so many different lenses you can take with this song. You'd be in the relationship, needing to break up, it's post-breakup, like— the idea of the song is that it's really, like, turning this separation into self-empowerment. Because at the end of the day, like, it was just a lesson. All of these relationships are big lessons. And, like, again, I think you should grieve it. But you really got to pick yourself up after and be like, all right, what did this teach me? Because, you know, you learned so, again, so much through being in a relationship with someone or even just having, I guess, a crush is what you could say in this little crushing show. Um, So that's kind of where that came from.
0: Okay. I think this is really interesting because like... It's interesting to think of, like, crushes as parts of self, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you you mentioned the mirror. That's something I like to say a lot, too. But, like, I feel like when we like someone, they're holding up a mirror to parts of our self that we like. And, like, these these things that we, or, like, maybe we want more of, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think, too, like, when you say, like, my old self could love you in the song, it's kind of like, well, like, there was a version of me in the past that, like, did like you and enjoyed you, but like now I'm actually like moving on, but also at the same time, like I'm okay with the fact that like my old self felt this. Like, it's like, you know, like you don't have to necessarily like isolate those parts of self, right? It's like a celebration of the growth. Exactly. Yeah, it's a part of you.
1: You said that perfectly. I feel like I've had a really long day, and so my (laughs) brain is a little bit like soup, and that, like, this song is so huge to me, so it's really hard to just, like, encapsulate it in a few words, and you did it perfectly. Like, it really is a celebration. Because I don't regret, like, I don't think it's worth it to regret anything, a relationship or a crush that you participate in, because you are, again, just one step closer to finding yourself. And I learned you know exact. it's like I don't I wouldn't take it back like I really wouldn't and I wouldn't also take you back like it's just me moving forward and that's what life is all about and so um yeah it, it's total celebratory beautifulness mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a great song I like when I listen to it I think of um like i think of like 17 year old me like 16 year old me mm. like god like remember that guy i had this huge crush on and like he was everything oh, yeah. like on a pedestal and now i'm like wow like if i if i could see myself now then i'd be like oh like you know like there's so much more ahead of you than what's behind you than like this one person right yeah and,
1: it's crazy, like, thinking about guys I had crushes on seven, when I was, like, 17. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I wrote very beautiful love songs to these boys that do not <laughs> deserve. They did not deserve it. I'm sorry. Um, shout out if you know who you are. Um, but I I don't know. I think, like, for me, the biggest lesson I'm learning and, like, what I would tell my 17-year-old self is to like when someone shows you who they are believe them. Like I this is still a lesson that I'm learning right now, but you know, there's such a big part of me that wants to be like there's that song, um the Savior Complex song, beautiful mm-hmm. song. I think it's her name's Katie McGregor, I think. But um I definitely have this like thing in me that wants to bring the best out in people like I want to see the best in people and then I want to bring it forward you know and I just need to remind myself to maybe not do that at the expense of my heart and my heartbreak because it's been like time and time again I'm a little tired at this point and at the end of the day it's like people don't learn lessons from like someone else I don't know I, my friend kind of gave me some advice this last week and it was just like you know they really got to do it on their own so Yeah, it's so funny to just think about guys I had crushes on when I was 18.
0: I have the opposite problem, which is like, I just, I see the worst in people. Like, I, like, I, yeah, I absolutely assume the worst. Like, I think uh, my toxic trait in relationships and crushes is that everyone's out to get me. Like, Like, and so what that prevents me from doing is like exploring the benefits of trusting somebody. Like, I don't, before somebody can show me who they really are, I assume that they're bad. And I feel like you do the opposite, right? It's like, you know, they're showing you who they really are, and you're not, not, like, taking it at face value.
1: I know, and I think that's, like, very big in my character. I think I'm just, like, optimist, seeing the best, thinking of, like, the shit I like would just be like, all right, it's fine. It's okay. I'll take them back. Like and I'm still like learning these
0: lessons. There are so many opportunities to learn from and So like are you hesitant like to pursue opportunities in the future because you have this information about yourself that like oh, like I'm predisposed to like maybe not, you know, seeing somebody for their actions, right?
1: Yeah. I, uh, it's so funny. The the point in my life, literally, I feel like this last week or two, the point where we're doing this podcast together, like, I'm at a point where I'm like, shit, maybe I just got to see the worst people at this point. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, cause it's like, dude, I, I think I just give too many chances. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still just a baby. Like, there, you know, I haven't had many experiences where, I, you know, I haven't been in many relationships, so it's hard to just determine, like, how I am in general in relationships, but um, I think I'm going, I'm going to try to maybe walk a little balance, you know, see the best in people, but assume a little bit that, you know, I'm just going to, at this point, oh, my God. I don't know. LA
0: dating community is tough, y'all. I'm just <laughs> kind of over it. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Dating here is terrible. But, like, I I mean, I feel so similarly. Like, I have very minimal dating experience. Like, I've never, I've never mm. been in a relationship. I've, like, done the casual thing, whatever, like, been on mm. dates. But, like, I wouldn't say that I've, like, had this connection with somebody I really like. Like, that's not something I've ever experienced. And I think, that like, I feel similarly to you, where it's like, I don't know if I believe in this thing. Like, what am I like? Okay, nothing seems like it's going right. And what am I supposed to do now? But it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like in these moments, though, where I feel like disheartened by like my romantic prospects, like, I feel like that's when I turn to like my creative passion. Like, that's when I like turn to this totally. podcast, or like, you know, I like am, like, really into my, like, essay writing, like, I'm, like, into my personal essay writing classes, and I'm, like, you know, like, collaborating with my friends on stuff, Mm. like, I feel like that is what brings the creativity out of me, or it's, like, when I'm, like, fuck, like, I'm gonna go surf more, like, that's what I'm gonna do with all this time, like, you know what I mean?
1: It's crazy, because, like, I have been consumed, like, there have been people, like, specific guys like that I've been it just works out so quickly and like we you know connect so well and it this beautiful thing happens or there are times where I'm like throwing myself into these thought mazes and like, and I'm always just thinking about them. And it's just, my brain is like, oh my God, like, please stop. And I can't. And it's like so exhausting. And I know I'm not my best self when I'm doing that. And so it comes to the point where it's like, I've given up on crushes because I'm just like, you know, this is not going to work out. And at that point, when you pivot and you turn to your creative side, you turn to music, you, like me or you with your surfing or, you know, doing essays and poetry and all that good stuff. Like for me, it's like writing. It's like, strategizing, like, a release strategy or, like, putting my artistic aesthetic together. Like, I love spending time on these things um, because it makes me feel so energized and just so excited about the future. Um, I noticed that's when I attract the best people in my life. You know, when you're feeling your best, it's like that's when you're going to attract all these good people. And at that point, it's like sometimes it's I'm not attracting men or, like, people I want to, like, see. And that's fine. You just have to ride with it. It's like, oh, my God, all these new friends came into my life. And I'm going to spend so much more time with these new people. And you just got to, like, be like, all right, that's what the universe wants me for right now. And then you never know. Like, I met my, like, I guess, like, my kind of ex. He came at a point in my life where I had just kind of been like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to be myself and, like, feel good and, like, wear what I want and just do what I want. And, like, another thing wasn't working out with someone else. And so I was just like, screw this. I'm just being Sophia. And then like a couple, a week later, it's like, oh, boom, like I met this guy. And I feel like that has happened and like materialized itself in so many different ways. Like I've met amazing people through just being in my creative energy and just like in my, the rooted artistic expression.
0: So, yeah. And I feel like also I take comfort in like being myself and drawing the people that I draw to me when I am Mm -hmm. being myself, because then it's like, well, I know I'm being myself, and they still wanted to come hang out with me, so, like, yeah. I'm chilling. Like, now I don't yeah. have anything to worry about. Like Yeah, whereas, like, literally. If you're, like, kind of faking it a little bit, and then you have these friends, and you feel like you're, like, fronting, then it's, like, now you've got yourself into a mess. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, my God, yeah.
1: And then there would be times where I would have these, like, pretty subconscious, I, I don't know, I guess I would just, like, think, a thought would just, like, flow through my brain that would be like oh maybe if I wear this or if I do this I wish he would see because I'm just like the perfect person for I-, I don't know I think I like try to trick myself and be like no this is meant to happen this person I like we would get along so well we'd connect so well but why isn't he seeing it I gotta make sure he sees it and then I, I would like make these decisions and be like wait why am I doing this it-, it went down to like things I said how I acted like I was just like putting on a front that has definitely been like one of the crushes pretty recent like in the past where I've just been like let me just take like five steps back and just rewind and really be Sophia because at this point that's the thing it's like if you're fully yourself you've literally nothing to worry about because if it doesn't work out it didn't work out it's yourself like you're gonna keep finding people who resonate with you you just gotta like stay authentic and be you I guess
0: yeah, and I also think, you know what? I think it takes courage to be authentic, mm-hmm. honestly, and it takes patience too because I feel like sometimes like when you are in that place of being authentic, you know, like it doesn't always mean that like yeah. every day is going to be great and like, I don't know, like it can feel sort of like, oh, like there are moments, like as I've like moved more towards what I feel like is my genuine self, sometimes I feel more dissonant from other people, I mean, distanced from other people at that point because I'm like, oh, well, like, they're all doing this thing, but I know, mm-hmm. like, this is me, and I don't want to do this thing, and I just have to be patient and be okay with the fact that, like... Totally. ...I feel differently about this. Or, like, I'm not interested in going out to X place tonight. You know what I mean? Like, just, like... You know, it's...
1: I just had this, th- like, realization probably, like, two days ago. I was sitting, and I, I just, like... I don't know. There was this big show I went to. I was with like all my roommates. It was super fun. It was very college. We like went dancing. It was like John Summit. I don't know if you know John Summit. It's like total EDM. I mean, it's not my like first cup of tea but like I definitely like the house and like I like to go dance. It's, super fun for me but I remember just being like wait I don't think I want to do this as often anymore like I just don't think like I'm glad I did it I'm glad I'm spending my time like college years you know going crazy going partying and stuff like that but at this point in my life like I think this year I've come to the realization like I think I'm gonna just start trying to go to concerts and house jams and like dinner parties and I'm just like that even just I don't know because your life is like your day-to-day and I think I'm just like okay i in the literally last two days, I'm like, I'm gonna alter my day to day to resonate with how I'm feeling about myself because that's what r- 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 your life is mm-hmm. at the end of I the mean, day. I mean,
0: like so. my freshman year here, I literally just like did what other people were doing the entire time. Like, I didn't right. actually think critically about what I wanted to do. And now, like, my, I operate in a day entirely differently. I'm like, well, what do I want to totally. do? Like, what am I gonna do to support myself today? Like, how am I gonna be creative today? How am I gonna move today? Like, what am I gonna listen to today?
1: Totally. And it's so fu- it's so fun to think about mm-hmm. that. And I love, like, thinking, okay, what kind of food do I want to make for myself? I love, like, nurturing yes. myself through, like, different, yes. you know, aspects of my day-to-day life. Because it comes down to the point where it's, like, I, I could go, like, hang out with, like, or, or I could, like, do this activity, do this activity. And I'll be, like, what do I genuinely in the inside feel like doing right now? Like, I, it's literally just, cut, like, catching a vibe. So I've been really trying to live intuitively and just eating intuitively right. and spending time with people right. intuitively. Things that I – feel like that i'm meant to do in that moment even if it's just like going and getting like a, right. a snack.
2: right no, like, like
0: honoring I really yourself to... yeah no it's it's like it's absolutely yeah. honoring yourself what this is the snack that i want to get and like this is the coffee that i want to get this is what i'm going to make myself for dinner or like this this is the music mm-hmm. i'm gonna listen to on my walk because this makes me feel mm-hmm. good and like Whatever. And, and oh, totally. I'm going to go to sleep early tonight because I'm mm. tired. And like, yeah, my friends are going to trivia night. But like, yeah, you know what? Like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's no, but like, that is what it looks like. Like, that's like the tangible way to like move into your authentic self. Like, I feel like. Absolutely. And that's
1: like, what like college is so important. You're really on your own. I think this is the first time in our life where we're actually forced to make these decisions. It's probably just like, so I feel like everyone goes through these years, like fourth year, third year, like at, towards the end of your college career, you're like, wait, hang on a sec. Like, I don't actually want to go to SIGUP tonight. Or like, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're like, I don't want to do like... Because it's so true. You're kind of just a little sheep. You're just a little tiny sheep. Your first year of college, just looking at what everyone else is doing and just being like, okay. Because you want to be liked. Like, that's so natural to feel that way. I felt that way, too. And I feel like I've made decisions, like, in you know my first year in college where I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, but, yeah, it's really just – it is crazy. Yeah. Like, I – yeah, fourth year. You know, it's mature. I think this is maturity. I
0: honestly no, think this, this is, is like maturity. what maturity is
1: all it, about. Like just This is
0: when it's you know. like this is being an adult. Like this is the difference between being an adult yes. and being a child. Just like you're not a sheep. Absolutely. Um, you're like, oh, I can keep yeah. myself safe and make my own decisions. Like, yeah. hmm Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um So I I wanna get a little bit back into this discussion of music because I'm I'm really curious mm-hmm. about like what like what you think draws yourself to the activity specifically, like, is there something about it that makes mm. you feel like I'm expressing myself to the fullest extent? Like, when I'm playing music, like, I'm in my most authentic self. Like, like, is it just, like, oh. an innate feeling? Like, have you always had this feeling? Cool question. Um,
1: God, I think it's definitely shifted throughout the years. Like, I think when I first started doing music, I liked it because, I, you know, i loved Taylor Swift and I was like this makes me feel like she first of all like singing her songs I was like damn someone resonates with the way I'm feeling she's writing these songs I don't feel alone so then I was like I can write songs for people do that so writing songs like is one aspect of music that has always inspired me so much because if I I mean music in, in itself is so powerful like this it's like a divine entity it's this like thing that makes us feel these crazy emotions um and that can be like super energetic like punk and you know crazy on the other end it can make you cry like soundtracks movies you know what I mean so um but going back down to the lyrics it's like I think Taylor Swift honestly like was the one to show me that I wasn't alone I had her like she understood me you know and her music really helps me realize that. Um, And then, you know, me doing that for people after my old self came out, like people were calling me, texting me, people I hadn't talked to in years, people I barely knew from UCLA being like, you have no idea how much this just helped me through my breakup or like, I feel like it has cured my ex like or my my sickness for like my ex lover or something like that. Like I got so many beautiful messages just being like I feel so empowered and like just turning it around um, and just, you know, so inspired. So I like that in itself, songwriting, that's like definitely one aspect of music. Music itself, like I love being on stage. I love I love the way music works. Um, I I can't believe it's like my fourth year here. I would literally take music classes for the next four years if I could. Um, I am fascinated with different musical systems. Like I'm taking, you know, world music. So that's been really amazing to learn all these different types of like anthropological and cultural aspects of music in a certain community. That's been really interesting. But like, you know, rhythm and and passion there's something about music and there's a quote i don't know who says it but it's about singing and it's saying that you know singing connects and your voice connects the soul to the body and like that connection is so important i think for me um because the way we speak i think i don't know i saw a tiktok about like the way you talk and like we have these authentic voices and like there's some way that you should like find your authentic voice but i really do feel like my voice like and singing, I am connecting with like, I don't know, my whole spiritual self. um, and I don't know. I just being creative and being in that space where I'm just like, oh, that's a really good idea. And just kind of it's you're kind of just on this like loop of just empowerment, I think when I'm writing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. And like, but if it's not good, it's like, and it's not good. I'm like, tabling that, whatever. like you it's a really good practice, just songwriting in general, I think, because, I make some
0: shit up that I don't like, <laughs> but you know, you just yeah. kind of like, all right, that's art, you know. So, like, when you're like songwriting, or you're, you know, listening to music, or you're singing, do you? Would, does your brain get into that flow state where it's like hours could go by and like you wouldn't know? Like, do you? Does that happen for you?
1: Yeah, it definitely does. I do think I need to like, this is just an issue I'm having. I need to like pivot to. Because I use my phone as my voice memo, and then I write the songs in my notes app. And I think I've just gotten to the point where it's not even, like, it doesn't feel organic to me. So I want to start doing, maybe I'll, like, buy a, like, recorder. I had one when I was, like, what, in fourth grade? um. Before I had a phone, like, I had a little recorder and I had a notebook. And I honestly want to go back to doing that because that's when I've spent hours on music. When my phone's in front of me and I get a text, I am so, like, all over the place. And my brain's just like, oop okay, pivot, like, and I go on Instagram, or I go to answer this text, or I go, and then maybe, like, I'll sit at the piano for a while, and then, like, after, you know, doing my little scroll thing, I'll go back to the song. But it really, like, I definitely want to go back to notebook and just organic and raw writing, because that's definitely where my my flow state happens, and I'm just like, let's do this. Especially if, like, a song, like, I think it was If I Dwell that I wrote in, like, I don't know, a couple hours, because I was just like, I I was bored, I didn't have anything to do, and I was so sad, and I basically had all of these thoughts in my head for the last couple of weeks. And I was like, I just want to like put these down. And I made a little draft songs that sounded a little bit like it, but not really. And I remember just coming out so easily. And if I, I just sat with it for like a day and I just finished it. And then I made myself be like, I'm going to actually post this on Instagram. So I posted it on Instagram. That's from the day I wrote it. Like I wrote it in the morning of that day and I spent the whole day writing it. And then I took the video and then I went to a soccer game, but that's, that's not important, but, yeah.
0: No, that's awesome. I I love that about, like, you know, getting back to pen and paper and the recorder. Like, I mean, I could, like, sit in front of my journal for hours. Like, I, when I'm writing, like, on my journal, like, pen and paper, and I have music in my ears, like, I I mean, like, I could be there for hours, but I I feel I have the same thing happen to me. Like, on my phone, it's just, it's not the same. It doesn't work. I'm distracted by Instagram and text. That's unfortunately the world that we live in. I know. We have to find spaces where, like, we can go back to nature and, like, we can return back to a space. Like, we actually have to, like, protect ourselves from that. And, like, I actually feel lucky, you know, when I'm surfing nowadays, I'm like, wow, I'm so lucky that Mm. this is the thing that, like, you know, makes me feel like I'm, like, in my place because... I'm forced to be in a situation where I literally don't have my phone. I can't have my phone. And I literally have to be focused on the task at hand at all times. And I think it's, like, actually subjecting myself to an environment where, like, there is no other option is, like, incredibly important to me. Because otherwise I would be distracted. Yeah, like, yeah, I care about other people. Like, I'm...
1: Um, Yeah, I, I you know, grow up going in the water a lot, like with my dad, my brother. I love surfing. I love being out there. It's a great aspect of it. You're just there and you're literally just focusing. I mean, surfing in itself is such a great metaphor for life because you're like, damn. Or like even crushes or things that don't work out. It's like, all right, I ate shit on that yeah. last wave, but okay, here comes another one. Or like you get back on the board. Like you keep going and you're just like, all right. But yeah, the aspect of like being completely away from your phone. I mean I saw some dude out with this Apple Watch and I was like, oh my God. Like this is literally the opposite of what surfing has meant. Like. Please. Yeah. No, yeah, the or, Apple watches um, <laughs> Watch scare me
0: because I'm like, that's attached to you. Like, I can't have that. I mean, phones are like, oh my God. <laughs> How do people have
1: those? <laughs> Seriously. And I, I honestly like, like, wish I could be so bad. That mysterious person. I like met this guy in Hawaii once who had like a flip phone. And I, I was like, oh, come on.
0: Like, right. of course you have but a flip like, phone. Like, yeah. And I, but I, you know, I think like, no, 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 no. but I feel like you're like really getting at something because it's like, okay, well, like, yeah, if you're that random guy, you can have a flip phone. But if you're you, right, like you need Mm -hmm. to use social media for your career. Like it's actually like, and also like out of obligation, like in the social sphere that we're in, like going to a big school like UCLA, like it's really a way to stay connected with people. And if you're not on Instagram, you're not really going to know what's happening
1: so true Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. there's like not even
1: like i feel like it's so hard to know what's going on at ucla like even with instagram like i you know it's (laughs) like impossible i wish there was like a giant bulletin board of every event but like that's
0: at this point in our lives like that's Mm -hmm. not that's not how Mm -hmm. it goes yeah i mean absolutely um but like so you posted about if i dwell on instagram what was it like two days ago
1: yeah, I released That's when it, it came, October 1st. It came out 1st. October
0: 1st. Okay. So, um, guys, let's hear it. October 1st, um, Sofia Pacino's new song, If I Dwell. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that one. I mean, like, you told us about your writing process for it. It happened in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, thematically, mm-hmm. it seems like it's definitely different than My Old Self Could Love You. Also, like, the, you know, like, the nature of the song, right? if My Old Self Could Love You is a lot uh, more, totally. like, upbeat. Right. The
1: Yes. So oh, God, I was actually, like, pretty guilty about releasing if I dwell after my old self could love you because I was like, damn, like, I just told all these people they should be proud of themselves for getting over this. And, like, if I dwell, I was like, oh, no, I really don't want this to be, like, a retraction of this growth that I feel like not only I achieved, my listening community, I think achieved. Um, So I was like, oh, God well, how do I go about this? But then I was like, you know, I wrote it after My Old Self Could Love You. And this was about the same person. Like, I wrote My Old Self Could Love You feeling very, like, again, like, I was, like, I got a, you know, I'm stronger than, like, I just feel so much more mature in so many aspects of my life than this person. And, like, it's just time. And, again, I just celebrated this, this big win of being like, thank you. But, um, moving on. Um, and I think that life is just a series of this, you know, going up and down. And I think I, you know, there are down moments where you just, you can know that you have outgrown someone or a relationship, but you can still grieve it. And like, I was in a state of grief. Like, I was very sad. But again, it's like, oh, I'm not sad because it's not, you know, like, I won't have it again. Like, I could have it again. I'm just choosing not to. Like, I, and I just, I'm choosing that I'm, You know, I'm choosing a different path. So, If I Dwell is that grief that came after my old self And it's like, you You know what,
0: feelings aren't mutually exclusive. Like, you can feel both at the same time. Like, you can actually move forward and still feel sad. Like, you can miss someone at the same time that you have, you know, made the active choice to move on from them. Like, I mean.
1: Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And it's, you can be happy and sad at the same time. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, I think like uh, Casey Musgraves yeah. says that, but um, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, but I, you yeah. know what I, I think too. Like I talk to my I talk to my uh, good friends about this a lot, which is like, like, like I I mean I don't think that you know you have like one love in your life. Like I think we can have multiple loves, mm-hmm. and I think this idea totally. that like you have to get over your love, like that's really fucked up. Like no, like you can be like <laughs> okay, this was my love. Like this love was a part mm-hmm. of me. It helped me grow. It showed me this about me. I didn't like this. I like that, whatever. But, like, and now I'm going to love somebody else, but I'm going to love them in a completely different way. And I'm also now, I'm absolutely, like, you, you know, every love is different. And I don't think that we have to isolate these parts of us, right? And, like, I mean, that's what My Old Self mm-hmm. Could Love You is like. That's the statement that it's making. But I think that, you know, the two of the songs in conversation are really saying that, like, listen, like, it's a nuanced experience. Like, Being Mm -hmm. a person, it's fucking hard, like, that we don't have to, like, make these concrete black and white decisions about how we're going to move forward in our lives, you know? like Yeah, and
1: thank you for recognizing that because it was really, like... A, a difficult decision for me to be like, oh, is this, like, a bad influence? Like, am I, like, telling everyone that I'm, like, I regretted, like, my old self could, like, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't think anyone was looking that deep into it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have a, a fan forum anywhere. Like, I don't think anyone's, like, talking about this. But um, ex- I love the way you put it. It is such a nuanced experience. Like, it, it comes – and they are kind of sister singles. Like, we made the art. I made it with my good friend Ella. Who's an art major here at UCLA. She's actually – she's in radio. She's DJ Talking Dogs. So, oh, my God. Um,
0: yes, yeah, Ella. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> She made the cover art for um my uh, for if I dwell. And I remember she like put it up next to my old self because love be, you. We wanted to make it this like complimentary p like piece of work and it's that, that's what the songs were. I wrote them in within like a month of each other, I think. Um and my, my old self came first. So it was like that and then and then dwell, you know. I I think I was just experiencing just, you know. Like You're having your, I knew this was the right decision, and I was sad, and that's that's it. That's you know you can be proud of yourself and sad, mm-hmm. and that's if I dwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted the recording and the production to really mimic this like emptiness that I was feeling. It's very um, hollowed out song, um, and that's not on purpose. Uh, or wait, that is on purpose. I'm scared. Sorry, um, but. Uh, we We wanted to make it also really intimate. The voice is very, very close to the listener. if in the mix, like the voice is very, very upfront. um and I just wanted the guitar, actually we made a whole song version like before this version that was just like, it was too like the timing, the tempo was too much and I put it on a different guitar and there was like three guitars and it had three part harmonies and there was this whole thing and it just sounded like a radio edit and I was like, this is not what this song is, like I want to feel like I'm serenading someone, like like I'm sitting on their bed playing while they're like shedding a tear, like I wanted to be, you know giving this experience to someone and I wanted to do it sonically as well, not with just the words, Um, so so that's why that – because of Galevy is, like, grand. We have, like, organs and backup harmonies and just – it's big. It's, like, a big production. And If I Dwell is literally just me and the guitar. Yeah.
0: yeah. you're. It's it's giving folklore never more. Like, you have sister songs. <laughs> like, my God. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool. I guess I do. I'm excited
0: about this. Um, okay. So I have two more questions for you. Before we get into advice – I noticed that, like, you decided to archive a lot of your old music and then pursue this mm-hmm. new vision, and that started with My Old Self Could Love You, and now we have If I Dwell. So what brought you to that decision? And, like, this seems like a – it was, like, a brave choice to make, so I just want to hear a little bit Thank about you.
1: it. Thank you. Thank you for saying yeah. it brave. I was just – I, you know, I had an EP, and it's still on iTunes. I don't know how long it's going to stay up, but um, I was releasing music when I was, like, 16. Like, I I put out this, like, EP. It's called The Love Potion EP. Um, and I released it on November 4th, 2016. And the core reason why I took it down was just because I was, like— I've outgrown this. It's kind of like my old self could love you. It's like, I, like, it's just, you know, when you hear a recording of yourself when you're 16, like, I really just wanted to be like, you know, that chapter in my life was so important. And I'm so glad I could give these songs out. But in terms of, like, what I wanted people to stumble upon... In terms of, like, my artistry and, like, my Spotify. And currently, I didn't want them to see that. Not that I'm embarrassed about it. I just... It was so different. Mm-hmm. Like, it was such a different sound. It was almost, like, more Fiona Apple. And, like, they were, like, jazzy. And I was on piano. It was like Christina Perry. It wasn't... And I'm pursuing right now just... I've grown. I've grown so much. I'm not, I'm not 16 anymore. Like, I, I just feel like I'm in a mm-hmm. point in my life. I also took down stuff that I did freshman year here. But I just... I never... I knew that I had things that I was going to resonate with and that just wasn't resonating with me and I have this whole plan of things I'm going to put out. So this is really, like, feels like the Mm -hmm. true beginning. I know I, like, the beginning started when I was 16, but right now
0: is it. I love that. And I, you know what? It's funny. We were talking about Instagram earlier, and it kind of reminds me of, like, how you can archive photos on Instagram. It's like, okay, like, yes, like, I posted this at one point in time, and I felt like that was me. But right now, it's not me anymore. So, like, I'm going to just archive that. And, like, that's okay. Like...
1: Yeah, I know. And I honestly wish it was more like Instagram. Like, <laughs> right. I wish I could unarchive really? it in, like, five years. Because how cool would it be if I, could, you know, I do get some success. Like, I, I put out all this stuff. And then it'd be like, hey, you guys want to hear something from when I was 16? Like, unarchive. So it would be kind of fun to do that one day. But for right now, I just really want to make it really clear, like, the artist I am, right. who, what I'm pursuing. And, like, these are the songs, and this is the palette, and this is the look, and this is, like, here it is. Here's the world this review of choosing.
0: Right. So. And, like, I mean, like, there you go. For people listening, like being you know like being a creative person like takes a lot of strategy and agency and critical thinking about like how you want people to perceive you and how you see yourself, like, you know, like you have to make these decisions. They're very active. It's not just like, oh, let me release the song. Like it's Right.
1: Yeah. I wasn't just like, oh, let me just like <laughs> archive this yeah. so fast. I was literally like, oh my God. And there are girls at my high school that loved this one song, Indigo. I have um, I still get messages about it today from girls who like go there now. Like it's so funny because I feel like it's like traveled mm-hmm. down the generations of from my high school, but um, I was just I'm really lucky to have a high school that like really loved it, it, that song, Indigo. And so um it, you know, people are upset, I think, that it's not on Spotify, but
0: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, what are you gonna do? Sorry guys, <laughs> I'll just I'll you're gonna have to hang on and listen to it if I don't. All right, for the moment. so
0: before we wrap up, I have one more question for you. It's a pretty Perfect. loaded question. Okay. Do you believe in true love? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I
1: absolutely do. I think that there are many soulmates out there for every person. It's not just one person. It's not one true love. This is my personal belief. I don't think that there's only one individual out there that's going to be your you know type. I really think there's, like, many a people that are meant to be. Again, people bring out different aspects of you. And it's, like, it really is up to, like, fate and destiny and who you want to be. It's choices. It's like, you know, I think it's just having that super strong sensation that this person brings out the best in you and more. That's true love. But it's not just like my one true love. This is the one person for me. Like, I think there's so many people out there. Hopefully. I know, I know, like 20 minutes ago, I was like down in the dumps about it. But I do think, I really do think in the term, in the scheme of my life and like the grand grand scheme of things like absolutely i I think people are gonna yeah you guys there's love
0: love in the social media era we can make it happen (laughs) like voice blood said true love's (laughs) making a comeback like it's here it never left um sophia thank you so much for rapping with me this has been a great convo um yeah guys catch you next week